I've been mentioned that I've been fascinated with these ancient Christians, the Celtic Christians who went through such hardship and such a dark time in human history. And yet they not only survived, but they, they flourished and they spread the gospel during that time through some of the remote and craziest parts of the world. It was a few hundred years before the birth of Christ, the Roman Empire was falling and spiritual darkness was overtaking Europe. But in the midst of that darkness, there arose these bands of radical, fiery Christians in Northern England and Ireland. These enduring, mission-driven, resilient Christians were later referred to as the Celtics. These Celtic Christians identified closely with God's creation and nature, and they had a name for God, the Holy Spirit. They called him the wild goose, and that name has always intrigued me. It hints at the mysterious, untamed nature of God that is so undeniable. And it serves as a reminder to us as Christians today that God, the Holy Spirit, he cannot be tracked, tamed, boxed in, controlled, or contained. You see, wild goose, they're wild. They shift and move, they make noise. They may fly in formation, yet they're free, free to change direction, move, and adjust at will. The Celtic Christians believed the wild goose are a reminder that when it comes to God, expect the unexpected. There is this element of discovery, of mystery, of adventure and unpredictability that has been lost in the faith journey today. Yet there is something so compelling about that, something that calls us to follow God no matter what no matter where he may take us. We see those examples throughout scripture, right? I mean, Moses coming down from the mountain after being 40 years in the desert. And he comes upon this burning bush and, and uh, God gives him the mission of his life in this crazy, ridiculous moment. And the most intriguing part of that story is God waits for Moses to come to attention. It says in one of the verses, when God saw Moses turn toward the bush, he gave him the calling of his life. Go back into the most powerful man on the planet, into his country, and tell him you're gonna take the people out of slavery. You're gonna wreck his whole economic engine and you're gonna take hundreds of thousands of people from him and move them to freedom. I mean, that's pursuit of the wild goose, right? or Jonathan and his arms bearer running up to the strongest part of the whole Philistine army and two men take on an entire army and, and as a result of their actions, they inspire a whole nation to pursue God in radical pursuits. I think he calls us into those moments every day by walking across the office and talking, having that conversation, by taking a deep breath and, and sharing with a family member you know, the hope that's in us. I mean, there's different ways he calls us out. Uh, but what we do know is that there is this unexpected, mysterious, adventurous part of God that we have so long and so often denied.
When I think about these warrior monks, and in light of what Tim just shared, I think it'd be great for us to soak in this passage out of Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. And that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. again I'm sure there's a word or phrase in this fight that God's given you today hold on to it and that about wraps it up God is strong and he wants you strong so take everything the master has set out for you well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Go ahead and shout out the word or phrase God's giving you in these moments. Words of truth to prepare and be ready for the fight. time again listen be attentive words and phrases that God has for you so you can be strong today and that about wraps it up God is strong and he wants you strong so take everything the master has set out for you well made weapons of the best materials 
and put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Friends, you have what it takes. We have each other. Be prepared, you're ready for this fight. What I love most about the history of this and these Celtic Christians was those monks that came out of that movement. They're not monks like we think of today that hide out as they were backed up by persecution to the very edge of the North Sea and Northern Ireland and England. They powerfully expanded by going small. They created bands of them and they weren't just monks that hid. They had a powerful mission they were about and doing, but they didn't just hide out, they were warriors. They fought off the enemy time and time again, and then they go back to their band and gain strength in solitude, in quiet, one with each other, but mostly with God. And then they would go out and engage the enemy again. And in one of the darkest times of human history, they powerfully expanded the gospel across that part of the world in places like Iceland. I mean, can you imagine Iceland in 1500s, 1400s, and these monks crossing over and sharing the gospel with people there. But they did it by gaining strength in solitude and quiet and gaining strength in small bands that were around them. And then they went out from there and powerfully expanded the gospel and really in many ways preserved Christianity in that dark time of human history. I just wonder if there's something in that for us today, in the, in the journeys God has us all in and the things we're facing. Uh, to not be fearful of a time when we're maybe quieting down more, when we're going smaller, but maybe God uses this time to powerfully expand his mission through you and I in the weeks and months ahead. <laughs>